Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are talking about all of the relevant defenders. Who are the locks? Who are the possibles? Who are the probables? And who can you pass on? Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, and I'm here with Luke. How are you, man? I'm going good, mate. There was a bit of frustration in that Let's oh, Go tonight. A bit of technical difficulties before the show started and stuffed up my intro the first time, so <laughs> we're, we're going to take two. Mitch has gone and somehow put the SD card from the Roadcaster. It's inside the Roadcaster at the moment, rattling not, around in there. Like, yeah, it's, not I don't quite. Know how you've managed it. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a little little space above the actual port that it's now it's just inside my Roadcaster. So. Zoom didn't want to play ball for us. So. Oh, isn't isn't technology fun? However, let's talk some fantasy to cheer me up. We've got some. <laughs> we're, we're in the home stretch now, man. There's there's not long now before the start of the season. It's, it's very exciting, eh? Just over a week by the time this podcast comes out. So we're going to be doing a final passover through all of the positions um, and going through basically all of the most popular players, as well as some ones that maybe should or should not maybe be a bit more popular that we think could be options, and giving them one of four tags. Lock? Yep. Well, I think we'll probably just go through the locks first. I think we'll get that out of the way. But then we've got our probables, our possibles, and our pass. So the, the three P's there and, and sort of what we, uh, what we are thinking. Some of them will fly through. Some of them we might pause on and sort of dig in a little deeper. But let's start with the locks. The, the people that should be in every single team if you want to be competitive this year. I think that there are two players that I think are locks for their line, assuming they're healthier there in round one. We're talking defenders first. We're talking defenders. Yep. I've got Elliot Yo. And Ruben Jinby as my two locks for defenders. Do you agree? Yeah, I think it's hard to argue with those two. Um, the, the fact that uh, Jinby's obviously a rookie and he's a rookie that's looking more and more like he's going to have some solid job security at West Coast. I think um, scored well the other day. Yeah, that just screams lock, and it shows he's in fifty-two percent of teams at the moment. Fifty-two percent. Elliot Yo's at thirty-seven percent. I reckon that should be a bit higher. Yeah, I would say so too. He's. Um, I mean, the big thing we talked about it throughout the whole preseason is just injury. If he can stay uninjured, yeah. he obviously he's he's locked into the, the team at West Coast and he's gonna significantly outscore what he's priced at if he stays healthy. So um, yeah, thirty seven percent's probably a little bit low, but I, I agree with those two as being locks. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, you know, there's not much real to say about them. Both of value and I think, you know, we say Elliot Yo should be higher than thirty seven percent, but he is probably one of the highest non rookie defenders in terms of ownership there. So yeah. Those ones, I think, are locks. There are a lot of other players that you might also think are locks, but I think 
you know, we'll, we'll go through them and a lot of them will be probables. So yeah. we'll go through basically all of them based in uh, ownership percentage and what we are basically doing with them and where they're fitting into our side. So yeah. let's start with the highest percentage player. Next up is Campbell Chesser, 49% of teams. Where does he sit for you? Possible, probable, pass. Having a look at these lists when we sort of put them together, it's the rookies are an interesting one because if they get selected, then they're in at they're least in. the probable yeah. cat. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of it's hard to say. It's like Chesser at the moment. You might say possible, but you're only saying possible based on whether he gets selected. Or yeah, right. so I, gets, I think you, you give him the probable tag. Like if he's in, yeah. if he's in round one, I think he's in my team. Yeah, definitely. So any of these rookies we talk about will probably throw the probable tag on there. Um, and well, then that's some, just, some maybe more than others, but yeah. So is it? So that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it based on selection? Are we? Are we? I just think in terms of like, like say you you're, you've got maybe one rookie on the ground, you have got two rookie bench spots. Like you're only really picking three rookies. So for me. Campbell Chester is on the higher end of yeah. those kind of guys. Yeah. So for me, he's sort of that probable tag. Um, if I have a plethora of defended rookies to choose from, he would probably be one of the first guys that I okay, pick so based on his kind of... yeah, based on his sort of like scoring output potential, his yeah. job security, his price, obviously his basement price. Yeah. So I think for me, he is kind of you know one of the first defenders that I'm picking in terms of my rookies. So, so I'd imagine the second guy falls into the category as well. We've got Darcy Wilmot. There Darcy Wilmot. I, I actually think that he's probably ahead of a Campbell Chester in terms of job security. Yeah. I think he he looks pretty solid out there on the wing. I don't know if his scoring might be there. I think maybe Chester might pip him there, but in in terms of job security and ticking over and generating the cash as that kind of a guy, I think Darcy Wilmont is, you know, pretty much locked in on my bench spot in defence as well. So, yeah, I think he's a probable for me, and pretty close to a lock. But again, just you know, not hundred percent confident he's going to be there. Yeah, pending selection. Yep. But I think yeah, he's he's he looks like he's got pretty good job security to me. Yeah. So. so two probables so far. Nick Dacos. What's he doing for you? Is he possible, probable, pass? Oh, it's such a tough one. Uh, uh, he's probably still in the probables category okay. for me. I'm, I'm not going to go as far to say that he's a possible. Um, but the the stats that you dug up, you know, over the last couple of weeks about their run at the start, the the threat of the tag, what we saw, uh, was it Finn McGuinness do to him yes. on the weekend? Yeah, it was Finn. All yep. of those things are just making me really, really nervous. About a guy that I was, you know how high I was. You were, you were keen. Him. So I'm still going to go probables category, but as it stands right now, I actually don't think he's in my team, which oh. is, is almost blasphemous, isn't okay, it? Okay, yeah, you've gone the big dog defence last time we checked in, so. Yeah, so I'm still going to go probables, but your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think that he is someone, he's in my possibles, Okay. I'm not passing on him just yet as, as much as I've sort of not been, you know, as gung-ho on a player like this, but he's yep. still in my possibles. Okay. I think it's more likely than not that I don't start with him, but I'm not going to rule it out. Yep. Um, in saying that, though, I did want to bring through your attention, like, the, there was a few quotes after the game that I thought were pretty interesting based on, like, the tag that we saw. Um, you know, some people, I think, asked him, why didn't you move him into the midfield to free him up from the tag Ask or something crack. like that? Yeah. yeah. And I think they, they, rev- they said that they didn't want to reveal what they were going to do to oh. the rest of the comp when they do get tagged. So I thought that was interesting. And I wonder if that's why we saw his CBA percentage so low. Like it was, maybe it was like a teaching moment of Dacos. Like, Hey, just fight through it. Like obviously it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, 
Flies a clever guy, and that and what you just said, I hadn't heard it, but it kind of uh, lends itself to a point that I've been making during the preseason, which is the fact that they're not just going to let yeah. him get tagged, and they kind of just did in the preseason game. Yeah, and, um, and that's an interesting comment. I like that one. Yeah, like, so, when did you say that was that today? Uh, no, that was after the game. I just hadn't after. hadn't heard it until today. Yeah. I think I, I saw it. Um, you know, a reporter. I think it might have been Mitch Cleary or something like okay. that. Um, sort of raised that point. So um, yeah, I think that that was that was interesting. So. That gives me a little bit more confidence. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. See how you go. But yeah, no, I I still think that. You know, even if they are moving him around, it's going to not be the best thing for his score. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's still a possible for me. So thirty-eight percent owned. That has come down a fair bit. That's that was ten percent higher points. Yeah. You know, at times this preseason. So I mean, it's people nervous. have come out. It's nervous times when you see what happened on the weekend because it, I mean, it's a practice game. It was uh, interesting. That to to me, nothing changed. Like the way I viewed Nick Dacos, he he is the same player before that game that he was after that game. And keep in mind, you weren't as high on him as other That's people. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but. Interesting that Hawthorne chose to tag, and then I think what worries people as well is is people will go, well, hang on, every other team was watching that as well. Yeah. So they're maybe thinking, could we do that? Just consolidates it a little bit more. Sam Doherty. This guy was the closest guy that I had to being lock in that lock category. Oh, Doctor Lock of the rest. Okay. Um, since oh, he's, he must be probable for you then. Well, since yeah, he is. But since I pulled that Houdini and got him into the team <laughs> after the reveal. Um, he hasn't left the side. So yeah, okay. um, what he did on the weekend didn't harm that either, I wouldn't have thought. So probable for you. He's possible for me. He's in right. the mix. He's training with the boys. He's, yep. He spent time at Mitchman, but right now he's he's in the Magoos. Your, de- your defense could be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty light on. It's where I'm saving some money. But I have heard a lot of people also talk about, like I'm still running one rookie in defense. Yeah. Um, and I've heard a lot of people speaking about and running two rookies in defense, having one of those 200K guys at D6. And I don't want to do that, personally, if I can get away with it. feel great. Um, and to do that, I need I, the way I'm making the money enough to get those guys up to, you know, it's, it's a Sam Doherty down to a few other guys, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's, I'm not ruling it out. Um, he's still possible for me. I've had him in iterations of my team. So not locking myself into the thing. The only thing is you've got to put him into your side matchup round one, like the first game. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it, and it is a way to make cash. So it's a fair amount of cash to spend on the first game um, with, with you, maybe. Are you going to get to Thursday night and think, oh, VC or so? Yeah, well, see, the, and I want to I want to have a bone to pick because like okay. I think a lot of people are still in the mindset of old fantasy where Thursday nights I've got to use my VC Thursday night. I, I don't subscribe to that. Like I want my my second best player and my best player to have my vice captain, my yeah, captain. So I agree with that. But, but for a lot of people, Doc. Maybe, yes, that, that could be the case. But yeah. for me in a team, like if I've got maybe like a, a Bally Smith or a Bont or a Dunkley, like they're going to have my VC over over that. And then I might have like a Dunkley or a Steel, depending yeah. on how my team goes. I don't know captain, if I want to be so. watching the Tigers and cheering for Doc. Doc in the first game. <laughs> yeah. I'll already be emotional. Well, hopefully it's because like the ball's down that end and yeah. he's, you know, he's taking a lot of kick-ins or whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next rookie here. So Alex Chincotta, the Chiabata, the The bread. The bread. Um, yeah, so what do you what do you think about him? Possible, probable? He's, he's probable. Um, so we talked about ro- the rookies before, and if they're looking like they're going to be selected, he would be uh, one of those guys that's in the upper echelon for me in yeah. terms of, of selection. So uh, I think that what he did on the weekend was was really impressive, um, and uh, that, for me, kind of confirmed that if he is selected, that he might have some job security and could yep. score all right as well. He's probable for me too. The one thing I like about him, he's 26 years old. He's that older guy, so perhaps he that might save him a little bit from... Matured bread. Matured bread, Moldy yeah. Bread. It's um, aged bread. Um, 
But that, that might save him from being a sub in some instances, yeah. potentially. Again, we're kind of guessing with that kind of thing. 200k. But we now have said probable to three defenders, 200k. We both said that we don't want to go a 200k defender at D6. So this leads me to my next question here is, do you have one of these guys in your midfield? Because um, I think two out of the three, Chessa and Chincotta, are DPP, and you could put in your midfield. That is that is where I'm going. I'm going to have one of those guys in my midfield yeah. bench because I'm struggling to find basement price midfielders yeah. to be at my M9 at M10. So I think one of those guys, probably maybe a, a Chesser, is going to be sort of in my midfield bench spots. So what, what are your thoughts there? How, think, how's your team structure? I think structure Chesser's up? less likely to get selected than Wilmot and Chincotta, Chincotta at yeah. the moment. So. I heard from a comment, I think, that Chincotta and um, Lockie Cowan are sort of fighting for that final spot on yeah. the list. So. Which, I mean, we're, happy, we're okay with. We'll yeah. pick either of them. We'll I go think. one or the other. Yeah, mostly. So I, kinda, I have I do have Chester in the team at the moment as a midfielder, like you mentioned there before, okay. but that is pending selection. So, Okay, cool. The next guy here, next highest ownership percentage, Charlie Constable. I'm going to go ahead and say he's very probable for my team. Um, yes. I guess the only thing, he's pretty close to a lock for me, um, just pending selection. And, if, and there is room that if we hear some not-so-favorable comments leading up to round one or there's like a one of those other players that might be returning sooner than we yeah. maybe thought that might put a little flag there but he's pretty he's like a 90% 95% guy that's going to be on my side and I think he unlocks a lot that I'm happy to do with my team uh, when he's sitting at D5 yeah I uh, couldn't agree more with you there the um, the copper's been at, at D5 for me for the last sort of week or so and for me he's always been a halfway house yep. you know what I mean I've yep. never looked at him and thought oh wow I'm going to really ride him it's just going to be like a sort of four week five week stint maybe if I could stretch it to six weeks and then some of those Gold Coast um, backmen come back in and, and he's kind of served his purpose that's the way yeah. I see it playing out in I, I see that too I think he might be one of our first upgrades and sort yep. of you know if he can give us five to six weeks that's amazing that's kind of all we're really asking him for and yep. and hopefully in that time he can give us some good scores might cause some headaches but hopefully he generates cash quickly enough that it's Especially not going to be too big outs. of a deal. Yeah, so uh, I think that that is pretty good there and I expect his ownership to potentially continue to rise. Yeah. Here is the uh, one of the, the next premiums on the board and uh, Jordan Dawson in 22% of sides. He's um he's rocketing up the, the potential list for me. I'm still going to say possible, but he's trending towards probable in my side. I, I think he's my preferred option if I can get the cash to get there as a D1 for me, where does he sit for you? I know he's made some appearances in your teams. Is he on the possible or probable side of things? He's definitely on the probable side of things now. He's sitting okay. in the team at the moment. And the reason why I've chosen to pay up and have a, a Doherty, Dawson, and then Brayshaw, um, yeah. D1, 2, 3 at the moment, is just the the uncertainty back there scares me so much. I, I, yeah. Like, We've seen what's sort of happened today because there's little question marks there. Hayden Young, uh, there's question marks there based on the preseason, based on the mm-hmm. hunger. Um, and then I don't feel I don't feel like I could go to guys like Hunter Clark um, with any sort of confidence. Even Will Day would be a little bit more speculative. So yep. part of me is going a little bit safe, I yep. think, in what yep. I'm doing in the back line. Um, I've got those three guys there currently with Yo in it, um, D4. And, yeah. and there'll definitely be people out there who, who disagree and who think, hey, you know, you, there's so That's the game, man. Like, that's, you know, that's where it's going to, that's where it's going to be interesting, it I is. reckon. So, And look, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't disagree that there's value to be had back there, but I don't know if I back myself to pick the yeah. right value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, you probably, have to, you have to pick the right yeah, value. Yeah, and you're probably not going to go, like, wrong, it's not going to hurt you, 
where it's going to maybe hurt you is like the rest of the ground and if you maybe miss someone that was really good value. But again, it's just that's that's the game, man. Like you might get it right and we might all get it wrong or we might all get it right. You know, it, that's just yeah. the way it's going to be and, and everyone's going to see it differently. We're not going to really know until several weeks in. So um, I think there's nothing wrong with that strategy. I've toyed with it a little bit myself. I don't think I've ever gone three deep, but, but maybe having two of those guys. I think everyone needs to have one of those top four defenders. So a Doc, a Dawson, an Angus Brayshaw, or a Sinclair. I'm less keen, and we'll we'll talk about Sinclair later, but I think of those four, there was a clear top three last year. Brayshaw is kind of that guy that also emerged as like that clear fourth, and I think there's a bit of a drop-off after that. And I don't want to be going into the season without at least one of them because yeah. then you're trying to trade in four guys that you're kind of reserving a spot for later on. Yeah. Um, and you're sort of you're banking on a lot of ability to pick those breakouts yeah. um, and picking a lot of breakouts for that to happen. So that's, that's the bit that worries me. Yeah. So for me, I think you need at least one. Personally, I'm, I, that's a lot of money for me to spend in the back line where I don't see too much value in a lot of those guys. But um, look, I think Dawson. He's priced at like 101, I think. But there's an upside that he could get like a 105, maybe just a little bit of meat on the bone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, that... I'm not picking him for value. It's almost for certainty. But then, it, it, you know, people winners in the past have shown it is a value game. So like you said, am I missing out on value elsewhere? So it'll kind of, it'll all show in the wash-up. But at the moment, as it stands, um, I'm kind of coughing up a bit. Uh, Will, Gould, Will Gould is next at 17%. The so, yeah, I don't know what we're doing there, but, um, you know, apparently he's the guy that we, you know. Is he just kind of placeholding for people, do you think, still? I, I would imagine so. I think that he's someone that we've just popped into our side at several points in the preseason, and he's just kind of been a held over. I mean, I hope that everyone listening to this podcast realizes that Will Gould is not going to be there round one, <laughs> and uh, you should probably be be looking for something that's a bit more, you know, certainty, like some of those names we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So I think... Um, it's a pass. Yeah, it's a pass for me. So, um, yeah, I think that one's pretty easy. Mr. Sicily? Uh, sick dog. It's a pass for me. I've been pretty strong on this uh, for most of the um, uh, most of the preseason. He's just some someone that I haven't really... I haven't really gravitated towards um, very much, you know, this... This sort of season, I'm worried about him being a bit more defensive. I'm worried about sort of just the narrative. I don't necessarily subscribe to the narrative of being a bad team equals better points for defenders. Uh, I think you still have to possess the ball. And the times where we saw that play out in like an Aaron Hall or a Jack Zebel, it was a very special case in my opinion. I don't know if Hawthorne are going to go that route of really just chipping around, seagulling it back there. So, uh, yeah, that's sort of my thoughts on A Sicily. I'm a pass on him as well. Yeah, DJ will be texting me soon. <laughs> Get be, off his hawks. He'll be cranky. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm passing on him. All right, let's move on to the next guy there, Tommy Stewart at 14 percent pass. Pass probable possible. Yeah, I'm passing on Tommy at the moment as well. Um, there's so much uncertainty with Geelong. It's pretty well publicised that they they uh, do some spicy things with selection and they rest guys, and it's because they're. I mean. They're a great well, team. Well, the rating premiers, yeah. yeah Obviously, it worked for a formula for them, so, so they're not going to go away from it. No, that's it. They have the um, you know the liberty to do that because of that. And um, Tommy Stewart's getting older as well. There was uh, there was a, a point sort of um, during the preseason where we talked about him. And- 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, maybe presenting a little bit of value, but um, as it's gone on, I think there's there's better options that you can go to there. So I'm passing Stuart. Yeah, I'm passing on all cats. Like I'm just passing on the cats. And I don't know at what point, you know, you jump on a player like that if if he comes out firing, that's the kind of scary thing is yep. he does have a ceiling. So it could come back to bite me, but I just I don't know. I I see him sort of as like a mid to high nineties at best. It's a little bit of value, but just not enough for me to deal with the potential headaches that a Geelong team could present. Uh Jack Sinclair, eleven percent owned. Yeah, we sort of alluded to him before. And I, he was in our top 10 most risky players, our top 10 season wreckers in, the, uh, in that <laughs> rankings there. I think he was number 10. Bloke. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of uncertainty with a new coach and a new game plan as yeah. well. Um, and the other thing that you mentioned is that if, for whatever reason, he seemed to have an eighth, eighth year breakout yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, so it was, it's an it, out-of-the-box season. It was great. He was an All-Australian. Yeah, but and, and, um, and hopefully for his sake, he continues that, that vein of response. I think form. he will. Um, but it... it it just didn't quite add up, and then you you go, okay, if I'm picking a guy and paying that much for him, I really want certainty. I want to know his role. I want to know that he's going to be doing X, Y, Z. And yep. at this stage, I think there's a bit up in the air with yeah. the boss. We talked about those four guys that we said were the clear top four last year. Of all of those four, Sinclair scares me the most. He's also yep. the second most expensive behind a Doherty. Um, so if you're not going to go a Doc, I think you're probably better off going either the Dawson or the Angus Brachel, who we'll talk about next, as those slightly cheap options that could basically do what he does without probably the, the downside risk of, you know, he hasn't done it for... He's only done it for one season, basically, yeah. at what he sort of is priced at. So a lot of downside for me for Sinclair. He could still be really good, but for me, uh, I'm a pass as well. Ang- Angus Brayshaw. Probable? Possible? What is he for you? Probable for me. Okay. Um... Two things to talk about. I think that even though we might not see it straight away this season, I think there's the potential as the season goes on for him to get some more midfield minutes, yes. depending on that structure yes. with Melbourne. I think there was um, another comment about that recently as well, about you know trying to get some of those guys in there. Um, I don't know how much, how high a, a rate it will be, but he, he might spend just little brief stints in there at some point. So it'll be interesting to see when Salem comes back. Yeah, what happens in, in the Petrarca role as well. The second thing is that, that I find some comfort in kind of feeling like regardless of whether he plays the halfback role or the midfield yeah. role, that he's probably still going to be a top six defender. So that yeah. gives me some comfort. And uh, Lockie Hunter coming in kind of uh, avoids that wing Avoids the wing role, which mind. we don't want to see, yeah. Who's, um, who's more probable... Like, say you had to make a cut yeah. if with your three-headed monster there. Yeah. Um, between Dawson and Brayshaw, who are you cutting first? That's, that's the question I have for you. Because for me, 
I was much on the Brayshaw train, but I think I, if I can, I'm going to go Dawson now. They're, they're more similarly priced than I even, you know, about 15k, I think. Yeah, it's not between a... the two. And I think if I was to rank the two, I'd go Dawson ahead of Brayshaw now that I don't see quite the upside that I thought was going to be there when I Brayshaw. thought he was going to be a pure mid, inside mid. If I was um, to, if I was to pick. And like you said, it just got to cut one. I'd cut Brayshaw with with my intention being that if once Salem comes back in, if Brayshaw looks like he's making a move to the mid, he would become a, a trade yeah. target for me yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I saw th- that would be the same thing. If like that kind of news came out and say yeah. Salem was there round one or whatever, then that might push me in the the Brayshaw direction. If I needed that fifteen k or whatever <laughs> it is between the two, that's the yeah. reason I would probably go with Brayshaw. But so I'd probably say that. I think I said Dawson was possible before. Dawson's probably more probable. Brayshaw for me is probably more possible. And again, so if I have the luxury of going to a Dawson, I think I'm going to go that way. If I need the 15K or there's something that changes in the news leading up to round one, then Brayshaw is there for me, um, just as that option. So those two are kind of in and out at D1 for me at the moment. Okay, yep. But, you know, and I was Brayshaw for much of this season, but I think just what I've seen, I, I think you're kind of getting what you're paying for. And I think I just have a little bit more confidence in a Dawson just being the captain of his club. I think he's probably higher in the list of guys that, you know, the, the best players in his team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yes, because Brayshaw's a bit lower down that yeah. list. So that, that has me just leaning towards Dawson just a little bit more. I liked what I saw on the, on the practice matches with him taking kick-ins, not playing as much on that wing role. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm going a bit that way at the moment, um, which I don't know if I thought I'd predict earlier on. I thought I was pretty keen on Brayshaw, but... Just gut feeling a little bit as well there. I mean, it changes over the preseason. I mean, things that we that we said four yeah. weeks ago now sound ridiculous. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the next guy, Josh Weddle, rookie uh, there. I think I'm a pass here. I think even if he is named, it sounds like we've got more basement defender rookies than I thought we were going to have about a month ago. Yep. And that's when he was sort of in consideration to me, sort of spending up that extra 60K. But I think even if he's there, I'm probably going to pass on him, assuming those other 200Kers are there. Yeah, for that reason, he, he's still a possible for me because it, it is pending right. selection. So if there's other options there, then then I'll probably pass on him too. But if it did come to the point where there, there weren't many options, then that's why I'm still going to call Yeah, so it's like that last-ditch kind of, you know, the guy that we might need if yeah, we have to. Fill on the bench. Will Day, what are you doing with Will Day? He's uh, he's possible for me. It's yeah, quite I, possible. I know you're um, toying with the with him and, and Hunter Clark, who might be. Yeah, he's one. Of Actually, the I'm gonna players. go. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go probable for Will Day. Okay, okay. I think that's that's where I'm leaning towards at this stage. Uh, I, don't, I don't love it, but I think it's just <laughs> kind of how my structure is looking. Um, it's possible for me. Talk, well, you, you talk about why. Why he's probable? Look, he's priced at sixty. I think sixty on the dot. Um, so if he can go high seventies, I think that that's whilst maybe not a smash pick and a knock out of the park pick, but it's serviceable. And I think when I'm trying to structure up my team where in my forward line, I'm trying to go those four premiums. I'm not messing around with the mid-pricer there. I'm trying not to have a forward in my midfield. In order for myself to get the cash to allow that structure to happen, I need kind of a player around this price point. Or I would need to go both Dagos and Hayden Young and not have a Dawson, Doherty, Brayshaw at D1. And that feels super thin at the moment. So I don't like that. So... I'm putting my eggs in the Will Day basket. He's getting centre bounces. He's playing off halfback as well. Um, you know, he's he's done decently in the past as like a first-year player. 
I think that it's not too big of an ask to average 78, 79, um, you know, when you're getting inside mid and defender uh, sort of play in a team that's going to be poor. He's a decent kick, so they're, they're going to want it in his hands. So I'm leaning that way, but I, I can still be talked out of it. Um, yeah, but, and yeah. there's a lot of people that are also leaning that way with you. So you, you're Nine running... percent he's in. So he's he's unique-ish. He's getting talked about. He is. He is on people's stuff. radars. Yeah. yeah. So so you're running at the moment. Yo at D three. Yo D three. Day at D four. Constable. Yeah. 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 So um, that's sort of the way I'm leaning at the moment. It doesn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence, but I think it's kind of just that position of all the players on my team. He's probably the the player that I feel the least confident in in terms of like when we talk to uh, Mini Monk about those narratives. Yeah. His narrative to me is like the weakest in my team. Yeah. But the price point and what it does to unlock the rest of my side is is pretty strong, and, and there's <laughs> and there's not a whole lot of other options around that point um, of guys that I think, you know, he's the strongest of a bad bunch, but he's still in a bad bunch if that makes sense. Yeah. But is he? You say he's possible for you? He's possible. Uh, Unlikely. Can, yeah, I can see a scenario where if I wanted to free up some cash, I could move Yo to D three, ditch Brayshaw, and bring in Day, and then that might allow me to. Maybe, oh, maybe move Dunkley back to the forward line and turn Sheed into someone. If I if I didn't want to run yeah. Sheed, yeah, that would give me sort of four genuine middies. But then oh, I don't know. There's so much is up for the end. Yeah, I know it's 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 <laughs> like dominoes right now. Yeah, no, that's a good. <laughs> no, the reason I and, and the way the reason I, I, I'm getting us to do this is because it's it's these kind of scenarios that I would encourage everyone to have. You mm. you sort of got your your guys that you want to have, but then you've got your fallback back options. So like what I was talking about before with Dawson and Brayshaw. Say for example, we don't get the rookies that we want, and we have to find like a little bit of extra money. Mm. That's where I'm sort of banking on. Okay, that's where I can make cash. I can go from a Dawson down to a Brayshaw. This next guy. Hayden Young, he's in a probable camp for me, yep. but Dacos is still there as a possible. So there, I can get nine k there. So look, there's twenty twenty one thousand dollars. You know, if I need to just get that little bit extra to get the rookie that I need. So it's this kind of thinking that I like to do at this point of the year. I've kind of got my squad. I've got the guys that I want to get, but then I've got those fallback options that maybe are a little bit cheaper. Um, that I'm not super disappointed will be in my side. But um, your problem is you don't want to end up with too many of those guys. No, no, you then don't. Suddenly, yeah. you find yourself, you know. But but I, I complete couldn't agree more with the fact that you need to have contingencies because yeah. you don't. Yeah. Once once your structure is dictated by rookies, that you know Thursday night we get our, our final team selected or whatever it is, you You're still got to be, be out, flexible. You don't want to be madly scrambling and looking yeah. at scenarios that you've never looked at. Before. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you, you know want what to mean? avoid. You want to, you want to avoid getting yeah. in the the Wayne Miller as well. <laughs> When we've got no rookie defenders and you haven't seen him play all preseason and he comes out, scores a 15 and gets dropped. We don't want that. No. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the, the, the process behind this. But So, Hayden Young, for me, if we move on to the next guy, he's probable for me. I think I am, if I can afford it and if I can go that way, I'm going to go him over a Nick Dacos at this stage. Yep. Um, but, again, giving myself that out that, again, if I need that $9,000, the difference between those two, I'll, I'll, I'll do something like that. But... Yeah, that's sort of where I'm heading at the moment. What are your thoughts? Uh, possible for me on Hayden Young. I know we're trying not to take too much out of the preseason games, but I, I would have hoped to see a little bit more hunger. But then, you know, you can go down the other avenue and say the best players really don't care that much at this time of year. They're, they're yep. looking to play well in the big game. So, uh, possible. But is there a chance he could come in? He's been training with the boys. He's training with the boys. All right, Lockie Cowan, 6% owned. I'm going to say he's possible. Again, it's sort of like if he's named over 
uh, Chincotta, yep. then obviously we're going to go there. Uh, I think he can score pretty decently, but again, I'm probably rathering him on my bench at this stage. Yep. Um, Ditto yeah. for me on him. Yeah. Liam Jones is a funny one. I was scrolling down the list here. He's no. he's risen up a lot. Obviously played well on the uh, the weekend, was taking a lot of intercept marks, 321k. So sort of in that Charlie Constable type price bracket. But I'm I'm gonna pass here. So does he fit the bill of, of the old classic? Hasn't been in your mind at all. Never considered then, him. Yeah. So but with a guy at that price, can you take a risk? Yeah, look. Uh... No, no, you can't. That's that's the Wayne. That's Wayne Miller right there. That's um. Look, rookies maybe. Um, I mean, he's rookie price. Didn't you say three thirty? Three twenty one k. He's close to a rookie price, but constable. I look at his average in the past. Look, he's got lots of sample to to say that he's at best a fifty guy. I wish um, the Bulldogs had played two preseason games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came out of... What did he actually score? I'll just really quickly look that up. But he did look he was good. He marking everything. He would have scored 100 in the first quarter by the looks of things. Well, maybe in Supercoach. But um, <laughs> let me... Where was he? Yeah, 88 points, 11 marks. Oh, yeah, no. That's a that's, that's a pass. That's a pass <laughs> for me. His, his career high in scoring was back in 2017... Actually, sorry, it was back in 2011 where he's averaged 56. We'll put it this way. When you've got um, Constable at the same price, who are you picking? You're going Constable every day of the week. So and you're not having both. So. Uh, if you were persuaded by that, that to me is chasing scores. That to me is chasing something you saw one game of. Um, that is a Wayne Miller pick. So for me, that's that's a pass. <laughs> I'd be Wayne going, Miller. He's, he's... Yeah, I know. He's done nothing wrong. Like We were the idiots that picked him yeah. last year. <laughs> like It's on us, really. Um, it's become a verb. It has. <laughs> yeah, it's become a verb. So let's move on to Andy McGrath. I'm a pass. He's possible, isn't it? You, you want well, to say it? No, but just just because of what we saw on the weekend. I think it, like if he gets a friendly role, but it, it's like a one percent. One percent. Okay, giving yourself <laughs> that little out there. He might make an appearance on your team. I, I don't still, think it's gonna. Happen. If it does, just change my team. I, <laughs> I'll stand by the fact that there was so many masks going on with that back line. Uh, I just don't think that that is something you know that's realistic to expect each week. Yeah. Uh, Connor McKenna, I'm passing now. He was in contention before when I thought there wasn't going to be many rookies. It looks like there's plenty of rookies in the defensive line, especially. So for me, that's a pass. Job security, no, not good. there. Yeah. yeah, too many mouths to feed. You're passing too. Yep. Hunter Clark is the last guy. He is dangerously, <laughs> dangerously low on team ownership. I think. But you're I've, flirting, mate. I've rounded up here because he is actually 0.6 percent owned. Oh. Um, so I put the one percent on our run sheet do here, it, mate. Just do but it. he is under one percent owned. Had a great role in my eyes. Do uh, it. I wanna, I'm I see what possible there, but oh, it makes me nervous, man. Turn it up. You were, you were as high as a I was. The- I was. I want him rather. I think he's going to score better than a Will Day, but the seventy thousand dollars between he and a Will Day is the difference for me. Um, it just unlocks a few other things in my team when I was playing around with it today. But I think he goes mid eighties um, and price it mid sixties. There's nearly twenty points upside for me at a player like that. It's a risk. It's a really, really risky guy, particularly a guy that's had a lot of health issues in the past. 0.6%. So 0.6% sounds good, but I'm actually viewing it the opposite way. I yeah, that's think that, not good. That's, that's, that's risky, right. and if you're on a lonely, lonely island, if he oh, goes down with an injury, which yeah. he's done many times in his career. So for that reason, I am going, and the price, also I'm going more he's towards Will Day. <laughs> but I, I like him. 
And if he comes out and smashes it and you do go him, I reckon it could be a good good play. But I'm, I'm going to say possible at this stage. Uh, possible. Possible. Give yourself the out. Yeah, I know. Fair I know. Sorry, not but I think I, I think, don't think I did. I pass on any? Oh no, I did pass on a few. People. There was a few guys there, but I think I think um, look if you wanted a, a daring team, maybe if you you know your girlfriend's team, you might want to chuck a, a little bit of flavour on there, something like Are that. You telling me you run your girlfriend's team? You have two bites at the cherry. I, I would never do That's that. Not mate. On, mate. That's <laughs> I would never do not that. On. But uh, yeah, you know, for some people that do want to do that, <laughs> maybe that might be a little flavour you want to add to your team. Hunter Clark, zero point six percent owned. Maybe Dossie. Look, if Doss is listening to the podcast right now, That's the I know pod. I know he loves his pods. Here's one. Maybe do a bit of research on him, Doss. Uh, Hunter Clark. 0.6%. Um, that's, uh, that's as potish as they come. Uh, that will, uh, that will probably do it for us today, mate. Lots of defenders for us to, uh, consider. Um, impromptu question, but your defensive lineup, I know we sort of t- talked around it at this point. What's it looking like? At least the starting options on your ground. Who so have we, you got? We start with Doc into Dawson and Brayshaw. Yep. That's the top line. And then at D4, we have the Yo Yo followed by the Copper and Jimby. Big red Mack truck. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm looking a little bit different. Um, so I've got Dawson, D1, Hayden Young, D2, Elliot Yo D3, Will Day, D4, Charlie Constable, the copper at D5, and then the big Mack truck, Ruben Jimby, at D5. So now, Interestingly, as the preseason's gone on, our teams have kind of diverged. They have. They I have thought they might bit. come together oh, when we just talk okay. to each other, but... Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like a bit it's of good. extra flavour. Yeah, so I just hope well, I do well and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe just two different ways to get to the same well, destination, well, which is rank one and rank two. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, rank one and rank two. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let me drive in your yeah. I will let you drive there, mate. But don't touch any of me buttons, mate. Ah, uh, all right. Okay. Steering all right. Wheels. Deal, 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 deal. <laughs> let me pick the music. That will uh, that will do it for us today, guys. We're still running the competition. If you want to draft with us on Saturday, uh, March eleven, you can still go and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, last time we mentioned, uh, if you wanted to talk about the hair, <laughs> drop that in the podcast rating and review. Bailey Fritch, just to Bailey Fritch, that fair. is. Um, this podcast, let's let's talk about, if you want to drop uh, an extra bit of spice in the, the uh, review, let's talk about the policeman, Charlie Constable. Okay. How about that? Drop the policeman in your rating and review, and uh, we'll give your uh, review a little bit of an extra look. Uh, we're looking for a few guys to join our league this Saturday. So five-star rating review. You can also join our open league in the YouTube uh, description down below and in the Apple Podcast description. But until next time, guys, we will catch you guys later. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.